Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Welcome to Rooted Deep, and we're so glad you joined us today on the podcast. And uh, my name is Reba Bowman, and I'm coming to you from Chattanooga, Tennessee. And this is Allison Hale, and she's coming to us from the Dominican Republic. Right, and I do have to say, we are—we are—it's cold here. It is really it is dipped down okay, into wait. the 60s, and oh I, stop. Okay, stop. It's cold. It's cold for the Dominican, right? Oh man, they we show up every day at work, and we are just wrapped up in the hoodies, and um, we keep our we keep our hoodies on, and some of the women at the workshop actually keep their hoodies on their heads because they just it's cold. Because when you're in it, when you're used to it, and people from the South might understand this. When you're in a humid climate, right. and the and the temperature dips, then all of a sudden it's just a damp cold and it kind of seeps in and you're like, I'm kind of hot, but I'm also cold at the same time. It's a weird feeling. So that's what we're, that's what we're dealing with right now. But everybody says it's cold and it's like 66, but we're, we're, it's, it's, that's an Arctic freeze down here. It feels like I got it for the Dominican. Right. So yeah. And we're, we are, uh, they're calling for snow again Mm -hmm. in Chattanooga for this weekend. And it's kind of the, uh, somebody said Chattanooga sits under a uh, a snow dome. What snow cannot yeah. penetrate the dome. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, we live in this unique place where we've got mountains around us on all sides almost, and so therefore, it just jumps right over those mountains yeah. and shrims along the edge, and and never never a flake falls in mm-hmm. the city of Chattanooga hardly. So, um, but uh, every year we hear. This could be the year, this right? This could be the year. This yes. Could be the year. And it's usually, it's not a snow thing, but it's usually maybe an ice storm or a deep freeze. And that just causes so much havoc. And uh, oh, yeah. Causes so much havoc down here because we only have like two salt trucks in the whole city, you know, right, and, yeah. uh, and really only one guy that knows how to use it. And so, therefore, you know, it would take us a month to plow out. So, right. uh, we really don't need anything too serious. But, uh, but, but it's yeah. so pretty when you're looking outside and you're like, oh, that's nice. A little snowfall. Little snowfall yeah, and, and melt. Will it just melt? Uh, that That's yeah. my big thing. It's like, oh, it's so pretty. Melt. Yeah. All right. You know, yeah. I've so, go well, but, so how's, how's women's ministry going in the Dominican? Outside it of is, y'all are yeah. all freezing. How's it going? It Outreach is interesting because when you go out there uh, to the streets, the women really do look like they're bundled up. It, it is, it is, it is funny, um, but it is going well. We've had a. There's just a nasty cold going around down here. Um, some of our women have had to stay home. They um, they tested negative for COVID, thankfully, but they are still just this flu yeah. bug thing. And so um, a lot of a lot of women are. are um, just checking in and just we're, we're checking in and making sure they're okay. So it's, it started right. off so the, so the year so far has started off a little bit, just more chill because everybody's just trying to keep cold, healthy. Cold yeah. and, and a little sick and are under the weather. Yeah. So yeah. I got it. I got it. Well, I know how that's going. So well, therefore is doing good. And, uh, we are, um, we've kind of slowed our pace down just a little bit as we're coming out of the holiday seasons, but we're getting ready for dare for more live, which is our yeah. big women's conference in March 4th and 5th. We opened registration, um, last week. And so, uh, we're excited to have women register. We're going to be in the great state of Alabama. Yeah. Uh, and I know Allie's a huge Alabama fan. So, um, we're going to be in, in Coleman, Alabama. So yeah. So go to, go to the website and find out more about that. 
Um, it's always exciting to be with you guys live. So yeah, yeah. And uh, get a chance to, so if you listen to the podcast and you'd like to um, meet me and Allie, um, then come to Dare Forum, come for Dare Forum Live, say hello. We'd love to, uh, we'd love to meet you there and chat with you there. Uh, That'd be fun. But we are, we started last week, the study in first John. And uh, so now we tackled chapter one last week, which was 10 verses. And now chapter two has 29 verses. So, uh, but thankfully, um, chapter two just builds right off of where kind of John is kind of Mm -hmm. leading us down this uh, journey um, of what it looks like to truly have a relationship with Christ. And last week, we we saw this contrast with light and darkness. And so this week, we we're going to kind of pick up and move from there. Yeah. And I think I I think um, what we've said what we said about First John is the fact that it's such an it's an anchor or a fundamental fundamental truth or anchor truths that we all need and we need to continue to go back to. And yeah. this this just the 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 truths of what sin looks like what you know what a relationship with Christ looks like those truths I think even even us and even you your your fifty fifty year christian life that you've that you've lived we don't and i've i've been a christian for for 30 years it's one of those it's one of those things that we do need to get back down to the basics and say okay fundamentally what does it look like when and 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 make a comparison or let the let the let the word of god um flash a mirror up to our souls and just say okay this is where this is where you've gone off track or this is where you're kind of floating or and so here's here's practical steps to get it back yeah and and i think you know, stripping it down to the basics is a good thing for all of us because Mm -hmm. I I just, it's so easy for us, especially if you've been saved a number of years, you know, you've been kind of, um, it's easy for us to be a culturally, uh, Christian by culture. We, Mm -hmm. we, uh, you know, we seem to fit the, you know, the, 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 the look, uh, we fit the, we fit the description and yet we know what to say. We know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. But are we genuinely are we the real authentic deal uh, when it's all stripped away and all right. of the all of the things that are distracting are pulled away and everything kind of comes down to the heart of the matter, uh, which John has such a great way of doing. You know, John writes more. Uh, we happen to this is actually the week of February and uh, it's the month we talk about Valentine's and it's, you know, time we talk about love a little bit more. I've seen the candy hearts and all that good stuff. Oh yeah. Um, but here's the thing. I mean, John talks about love more than any other disciple. He mm-hmm. writes about love more than any other writer. Um, he just constantly is talking about God's love for us, our love for God. Mm-hmm. And I think that even if we weren't in the month of February, uh, love is something that we all crave. Mm-hmm. I think uh, love is something that we all desire in, yeah. at a genuine level. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we really, we don't want somebody just to say it. We want somebody to mean it and we want to understand what that means. And so John is like, look, I'm writing these words to you uh, because God loves you. Mm-hmm. He sent his son, Jesus, who loved you. He left the Holy Spirit who loves you. And John's like, Every bit of his love for us caused him to make decisions uh, that would impact us for all of eternity. 
So that was the love that Christ had for us. And so John calls us really, he does call us on the carpet to say, look, you know, either put up or shut up. Yeah. You know, I mean, really, um, he's so bold in his words. Mm -hmm. He's like, look, quit saying you are if you're not. Yeah. And if you are, then, then act like it. Yeah. Um, And it needs to, it needs to show. Yeah. Yeah. And so today he, again, um, I love it because he encases it in these little words, like my little children and, you know, and my dearly beloved. And, you Uh know, and he says all these kind phrases and he says, but I'm writing to you. So chapter two says, I'm writing to you that you might not sin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's like, look, straight out of the gate. Yeah. I'm right. Last week it was, Hey, I'm writing to you so that you can know what joy is. Mm -hmm. And, and, And he builds off of that by saying, here's the deal. I'm writing to you so that you, that you might not sin. Mm-hmm. Understanding that if he goes on to say, and if you do sin, yeah, you need to understand you have an advocate with the father mm-hmm. and that Jesus Christ has that word advocate. He stands in our, in our stead of, uh, of being able to argue for us yeah. uh, before the father and say, look, uh, judgment shouldn't fall on them because mm-hmm. I've already paid it. So right. there, there is this advocate that we have in Jesus. Um, and, you know, so John just lays it out. And he says, look, he has done all the work yeah. of, of, the, of being a substitute for our sin mm-hmm. and paying the penalty for our sin. So now it, it's available to us to live in obedience. And so he says in verse three, this is how we know that we've come to know him. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want to know if you're a Christian, you want to yeah. know if you're the real deal. Are you authentic? John says, here's how you test yourself. Keep his commandments. Keep his commandments. Just obey. Yeah. Obey. Okay. And yeah. I, and we, and we're, and we've talked about this. We talked, we mentioned it last week and we'll be talking about it again, that John 15 abiding, that yeah. complete joy, that relationship. And he yeah. said fellowship several times in the first chapter of first yep. John and that abiding and, and even going back to the word anchor, because abiding is just really just getting your roots down and just living in, um, and dwelling in in, uh, in fellowship with Christ, it looks for, if you abide in me and my my words abide in you, um, you will keep my commandments. That's in John 15. It's again in first John, it's again in first John two, it's that obedience. And so in the first chapter, you, uh, you mentioned it before in the first chapter, we talked about in general, the light versus darkness. And then the second chapter, he's coming right in and saying, obey. Yeah, absolutely. Is that? Yeah. And, um, and you know, as we go beyond and we look at these verses and we think John, again, he calls us on the carpet to this, to this really um, honesty that sometimes we don't get in our culture because sometimes in our culture, we want to, we somehow want to say, well, you know, it's okay. Uh, And John's like, look, here's the deal. If you say that you keep his commandments or that you know him um, and you don't keep his commandments, you're a liar. Okay. Um, I mean, John is just like, okay, it's like, that's not cool. You don't call people liars. And, uh, but John's like, look, this is it. It's either this or this, Mm -hmm. and there is no hybrid. Right. There's not it yet. It's an either, or it's, it's one of, it's another, it's another time he says, because he does, um, because 
the word of God, it, you know, the inspired word of God, he knows that he knows that people are going to be so, so Christian in quotes, that they're going to say the right thing. They're going to look the right way, but he's asking people to shine. And he's asking people through the word of God to say, get back to shine that, let the, let the word of God shine a light and really show, show you where you really are so that you can be honest with yourself and be honest with Christ and say, listen, I need you. I cannot live my, my righteousness outside of, of, of your presence. And we've tried, a lot of us have tried to do that. And we've tried to do it in our Christian walk. We've just tried to maybe, um, spin the, you know, spin the wheel or, 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 or live it, live it outside of his own righteousness. And kind of, like you said, but he's saying, if you say, or whoever says that they do this and, it's, it's just false. Yeah. And, you know, I think we spend a lot of time performing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if we could spend a lot less time making people believe something about us that's not true and a lot more time actually being obedient in the areas of our life, yeah. uh, that all of a sudden the performance is not necessary. Right. Uh, because, you know, my focus, if I'm not careful, is about what you think about me. Yeah. Not what Jesus thinks about me, but what you think about me. Mm -hmm. And if I can somehow make you think I have my act together or I mostly have my act together or I'm a pretty good person. Right. Uh or whatever. If 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 you think that about me, then even if I know it to be entirely different, Mm -hmm. if I'm not careful, that feels like a win. Yeah. Yeah. And you it's, know? and it's, it's really about image because, uh, and we first John one and now into first John two, he, he's really trying to get us to understand this is how you look like Christ. And so a lot of times in our fake Christianity or in our own fleshly doing our own righteousness, we're worried about our own image instead of worrying about reflecting his image. And that's where, that's where chapter two really gets down to the, to the, you know, yeah, because I think in verse five, he he kind of lays it apart. He says, but whoever keeps his word. Okay, so that's obedience. So I know what to do. I know the Bible tells me what to do, and I, I keep mm-hmm. it. In him, the love of God. So mm-hmm. last week he talked about the joy. Now he's talking about this love has truly been perfected. So it's mm-hmm. this idea that there is this we call it sanctification. It, that's mm-hmm. such a, a church word, but right. it's that process yeah. uh, of becoming, uh, you know, and I think all of us in so many areas of our life, whether it be fitness or whether it be uh, learning something or whether it be whatever, um, there's process. We understand the process. Mm-hmm. There's a process yeah. to, to something. Um, we start somewhere and then we work towards something. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't always get it perfect, but as we move through and we come, in fact, I was teasing Allie the other day because I know she's, she's, um, she's doing some serious fitness and I could tell in her arms, uh, I saw her arms and I'm like, Oh, Allie, I can really tell that you are really working out and that you're really getting defined in, mm-hmm. in your arms. And, um, Okay, but that's that's a process. You didn't right, just exactly. start on Monday, and I tell you that on Tuesday. Uh, you right. know, and I think that all of us understand that uh, mm-hmm. the 
that process that, God, that, that happens in our lives. So this is what John is speaking of. He says, look, when you walk in obedience, there's a process that happens in your life. And, and, and the love of God is being perfected in you. Yeah. Yeah. And the more I see that process unveiled, the more I watch the change in me happen, the more God does this work in me because I'm just consistently being obedient. Uh, yeah. You know, for you, and I just think this is a great illustration, you go to the gym. So your job is show up. Right. And then your job is work out. Right. And then the muscles mm-hmm. respond to you showing up and working out yeah. and they do what they do. Um, and so if you want these results, yes. you have to show up and you have mm-hmm. to work out. And I think for us, if we want these results that John is saying are available to us through God, then we have to show up and be obedient. Yeah. And, and there, and there is going to be, there is going to be a change. Um, I, I remember telling a, a friend of mine, cause I was meeting her for coffee after, after there's a little coffee shop right next to the gym. And so she was meeting me for coffee and she asked, Hey, how the gym went today? And I, I was, I was in a moment of honesty there. I was like, well, I kind of cheated because I, my trainer wasn't there today. So he sent me the routine. And so I only half did it. I only did half of what I was supposed to do. But I, and so it's one of those things that a lot of times we know we have the routine right in front of us. We have right. the word of God that says, do this, do this do this and it's like and I felt like at the time at the first at first I'm like oh I feel bad I'm gonna have to tell my my trainer that I didn't do well and I'm like the person I'm cheating is not him I'm cheating me and then and my friend said this she's like that is such a spiritual application and I'm like I really didn't want a spiritual application at this moment but yes you are right sometimes you go to the scripture you get the routine you get what you're supposed to do but then you're like I'm gonna fudge I'm going to add a little bit of my own in here. And then, and then, but then you expect these great results. And, right. and that's what first John is saying. No, the love of God, that process of that process of God's perfection in you is not going to happen unless it's full obedience. And, and it's us that we're cheating. I love, it's us that we're cheating. I love yeah. how you said that because it always feels like we're getting away with something. And at yeah. the end of the day, it's like, wait a minute, stupid. Uh, you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're the one who wants these results, right? And yet you're, you're, you're almost feeling like you've, you've won mm-hmm. because you got away with something. Yeah. And again, it is that mindset over and over again that we have to, I think we have to go back, you know, that verse says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ yeah. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we're constantly having to get his mind in us. Right. And how do we do that? Well, his word. And we do that through just being obedient in the, what we know to do. And John says, if that's what your life looks like, yeah. you know, you're in him because yeah. here's the thing. And, and I, I want to say this kindly, but I also think it's, it's important that we do say this. Um, if you have no desire to be obedient, mm. if you have no desire to get in God's word and just really be obedient. Yeah then the best thing you could do according to the word of God, that desire doesn't come to you unless God gives it to you. Right. Because none of us came into this world desiring mm-hmm. to be like Christ. Right. So therefore we're, we're sinners and we desire sin. So the only way we can change that is if we've received Jesus as our savior yeah. and he's given us this new heart, new life, this mm-hmm. new way of living and a new way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And so if you say, you know what, Reba, 
I don't have any desire. You know, you probably aren't listening to this podcast, but uh, if just by happen, you stumbled onto us here today, you know, if you're saying, you know, I really don't have a desire. I just do this because, you know, I think I have to, yeah, but I I don't really have a desire. Then I think John would tell you, I think we would tell you, then take a true look at, are you really a a follower of Jesus Christ? Have you really been saved? Have you, are you really following Christ? Mm. Because yeah. If you have no desire, then he's not in you because he's the one who gives you those desires. And I can't imagine how frustrating it would be to spend my whole life pretending to have something that I don't have and pretending to be somebody I don't even want to be. Right, exactly. And then trying to do and trying to look like and convince not just myself, but convince others that I am, I am who um, I, I am that I have this image again, going back to images. And when you look at verse six, whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. Again, if you've got, you should be looking differently. That process, and I'm glad you use the word process because, and it doesn't happen overnight. And it's one of the things that when, you know, when you're looking at case management or looking at education, there's kind of a growth trend um, up or the stock market. There's always like, you know, hopefully there's going to be that growth trending up. Yes, you're going to have struggles and that's where the confession comes in. That's where that, and then, but it's got to look that you're going in the same direction and you begin looking more and more in that process of perfection of God's love in your life and walking the same way he walked. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to look that, that Christ's image is going to be in you. But if you don't, like you said, if you don't even care about that it's it needs to go back to and and first john says it not first john john said it in first john that if if this is not what it looks like then you you probably aren't a child of god you're not a child of god it's either it's either or and right we were i was in a bible study one time and we were studying first john and um one of one of the women that I was discipling, she knew, and we all knew that there's this woman who had been going to our Bible study, but she wasn't a Christian yet. He, she had not accepted Christ yet. And she said, what does this verse tell you? And we were in first John and she said, yes, I know. It tells me I'm not a Christian. I get that. You know, because, because we were like, I'm not going to say it, but I'm just going to let John say it for me. And so she had her repeat it back and she was like, yeah. And she, she ended up getting saved that night because I think she was just like, okay, yes, finally. When you're confronted with the truth, because yeah. um, the truth brings light. No, absolutely. And, and you know, I've been in a study with a lady one time who spoke up and she said, you know, I'm according to these verses, I don't think I'm even saved. Yeah. And there, you know, and I think some, you know, for some people that, oh, I can never say that. Well, mm. that's actually the first step to that's freedom. Joy. Yeah. And joy and being able to live. Um, you know, I think. We either have to accept this and say, this is what I believe. And I'm going to step into this with my whole heart or, or I don't, and I'm rejecting yeah. this and, uh, I'm going to quit playing games. Yeah. Um, because John is going to kind of call us on the mat here and he's going to use an illustration of hating our brother or, you know, hating, hating another person. And it, it's, it's the opposite of having the ability to love. Yeah. You know, God gives us this ability to love people that we would not naturally have. Yeah. and John contrasted and he talks about, Hey, if you walk in obedience, he said, then here's the deal. When you, you're going to love your brother, you're yeah. going to walk in light and that light is going to cause you to walk in obedience and that obedience and that process, God's love is going to be perfected. It's going to be processed in you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be able to have a love for um, that brother or that sister in Christ or that person that, you know, yeah. and 
he says, look, if you think you could hate your brother. Yeah. And have this, you, it's, it's not true. It's, it's, it's not. not. No, yeah. God's work is not, God's not doing his work in you. Therefore, you're not walking in obedience. And we can just back that whole process up. Yeah. And so yeah. he gives us this really practical illustration of, of this uh, love that we have for people. And, you know, we were, loving people is hard. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And it's, and it's one of those things that there are sometimes when I'm like, I have no idea what just happened, but I know that, that the love that I have for this person, the care that I have for this person comes, came from Christ because right. humanly, I would not, I, I, we were talking about this the other day. Um, one of the, one of the people on staff is like, we were talking about a specific woman in our ministry. Who's such a difficult person yeah. in so many ways. But she and this, my staff member was like, I, I have, I don't know how, but I love her like my yeah. own child. And yeah. I was like, I know how. And, and she, and she knew who she's like, it's God. I know it's God because I, that wouldn't come from me. And she, and, you know, she's like, because the way I used to be before I was a Christian, I hated people. I was, I was constantly fighting. I was this, I was that, but that's, but she can see that that difference in her and she knows and she can testify i know that that love comes from god because i remember i remember my natural man my natural man is not a loving person you know and so we can look at that there has to be there has to be something that marks that yeah and I, and i think again another one of those signs that we're really a believer and are really walking and being perfected in the love mm-hmm. of god is that we we see that we have this ability to love others even hard to yeah. love people yeah And, um, you know, and so John's going to use that as one illustration. And then he's even going to, he's going to take this and he's going to give us another one. And he's going to say, well, there's also this love that we have for the world. Yeah. So it's hard to love people, but it's real easy to love the world. Yeah. And when he talks about the world, he's not talking about all the planets and all the oceans and all the, he's not talking about a literal globe, but he's actually talking about this world system. He's Mm -hmm. actually kind of talking about the the things that are in this world. And, and, he, and he says, he defines them with three, he talks about the lust of the flesh, and he talks about the lust of the eyes, and he mm-hmm. talks about the pride of life. And these three kind of capstones, if you will, that all sins yeah. can almost be summarized under one right. of these three headings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he says, you know, another characteristic of a person who loves God and is walking in obedience and has received salvation is that they have the ability to love people that are hard to love. They also have the ability not to love, not to love. the world. Right. Yeah. And, and to hate yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to, and, and not just and because it's, it's difficult. It's always been difficult. I mean, we're in the world, but we're not of the world, that phrase. And, um, and it's because we're constantly, constantly, even even 2000 years ago, when John wrote this, it doesn't matter what the world looks like. And I think people are really struggling while well, the Bible was written 2000 years ago. It's right. not current for today. That's right. no, it's whatever's happening in society today that is pulling you away from oh, yeah. loving, loving God and loving others. Those the two great commandments that, that Christ yeah. gave us. It's it, whether it's 2000 years ago and it's, it's a chariot race or whatever's going on, you know, um, whatever's going on 2000 years ago or whatever's going on today, God has not been surprised by either of those things. This, the, the word of God is still truth and the word of God and the word of God still says, yes, these three, these three things you're going to struggle with, no matter what the world looks like, no matter how many, um, what society looks like, 
there's always going to be a pull of your natural self back into that system. And, and you're going to constantly have that, but how do you, how do you combat that? And again, that's going back to his word and going and, and loving light, not loving darkness. Yeah. And I think understanding that this is so temporary and I think that, you know, John talks about that the world's passing away and, and the light is actually, John actually says, Hey, it's getting, the light is coming Mm -hmm. uh, to a point. I think he's referring to the fact that Jesus is going to return. And when he does, the darkness will be broken forever. Um, And, but that point is coming. And so as we look at that, we understand, Hey, you know, there's nothing that will satisfy here. All of these things that I think make me feel better um, will that fulfill that desire, that lust, whether it be, uh, you know, to acquire more things, whether it be to acquire power, position, prestige, Mm -hmm. whether it be to, you know, have uh, these experiences or whatever that would be sinful, you know, and, and just to live according to my own desires and lust. John says, look, all that you, all that you attain in that moment, it, 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 it vanishes. And yeah. yeah, And, you know, we know that, Yeah, you know, the, 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 the addict that goes out and gets that Mm -hmm. high tonight. Yeah. Those that only last for so long. Mm -hmm. And then the crash comes after the high, Mm -hmm. you know, and then the alcoholic who, who's drinking their way past their problems understands the reality of the fact that the alcohol can only make you forget your problem for so long. But when you sober up, the problem is still there. Right. Yeah. So, you know, the, the person who is just going from one relationship to another and, and, and thinking that sex or looks or the, the latest and the greatest model of, of man or whatever is somehow going to fix this, this problem understands Mm -hmm that relationships only bring more problems. And all of a sudden you wake up and you're even more broken than you were before. Mm -hmm. And so we, we get it. If we're honest, Mm -hmm. we get it that none of these things actually satisfy us. None of these things fix it. None of these things, you know, make it better. Right. Um, But here's the trade-off. And I think this is stark for us all. Yeah. To, to walk away from, from desensitizing from those, from to walk away from the alcohol making us forget for a moment or, or the drug giving us the temporary high or whatever, to walk away from that in obedience yeah. is still a very difficult step for a lot of people because it's like, right. I know that doesn't work, mm-hmm. but I, I don't necessarily want to stop either. Right. Yeah. And taking even, but that's where the, that's where the truth comes in. Because like you said last week, even just admitting that in prayer and telling yourself the truth that God already knows, but admitting the truth to God and saying, I know that I struggle with this, but I still don't want to let you go, let it go. And so that's where his it's it's his power in us that that creates that that final that righteousness to say okay finally i will i do have that i do i do have the ability because of christ in me that to advocate for um for me but even being able to tell tell god the truth and say i really don't want to let it go i don't 
I know it's, but what, you know, now help me now. Um, and, and understanding, and do you love, do you love his life more than you love that thing? And, 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 and praying through and, and praying with, and asking God and being honest to God and saying, I, I really do. I really do like this. What do I do now? Yeah. And I think the key to that, I really do think the key to that is this issue of abiding. It's the one John is going to end the chapter with. He's going to use this word over and over and over again, just like Jesus did in John 15. John is going to say it repeatedly in John chapter, yeah. uh, first John chapter two, but it's, I say, okay. So if I'm struggling, then I need to make sure that where I'm investing my energies and efforts is in abiding in Christ. How do I right. do that? Well, yeah. Jesus tells us, John tells us, we get in his word mm-hmm. and we, we walk in obedience. So mm-hmm. tomorrow, what do I do? I, yeah. I get in his word mm-hmm. and I walk in obedience. And I walk in obedience. And, and then I get up the next day and what do I do? I, mm-hmm. I get in his word and I walk mm-hmm. in obedience. And, and walking, in, walking in obedience practically is putting that thing aside. That's the obeying and, and, you know. Yeah. And, and I think for us, it sounds like such a big thing, yeah. but I do think it is putting one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah. is, it's the same concept we talked about earlier of you going to the gym um, overnight. Does it happen? Absolutely yeah. not. Uh, but in a steadiness of showing up and doing what you know to do, doing the workout, yeah. the, 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 the strength develops. Mm-hmm. And the muscle develops, and all right. of a sudden, it's it's visibly noticeably that it's different, and the habit is developed. That correct, yeah. And that I think for a lot of us, we think, oh, I've got to go over here and do this this fifty step program, and I got to figure. Yeah. No, no, no. Wait, wait a minute. And I think we complicate <laughs> ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Let's let's. What does it look like? Okay, I'm going to get up, and I'm going to get in God's work today, and whatever's in front of me today, I just want to try to walk in obedience mm-hmm. today. Right. Yeah. Tomorrow, I'm going to stack a habit. The next mm-hmm. day, I'm going to stack another habit. And yeah. I'm just going to keep doing this. Um, and I think that as we do that, we grow stronger. Uh, yes. I think we, 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 we become less tempted. Yeah. We, we work through our own heart issues, and God mm-hmm. reveals who we are to us through his word. Right. So for those of you that maybe you're listening and you're like, you know, man, it all sounds really good, but I don't even, I feel like I'm so far deep down this rabbit hole, I don't right. know where to start. Uh, mm-hmm. then I think you start where we all start. And that is show up yeah, and be obedient, you know, get in God's yeah. word to, today and get obedient. And so we hope that maybe this study in first John would be a catalyst for you. Uh, maybe there's some of you and you're like, man, I'm doing good. You know, um, yeah. I mean, I appreciate y'all saying all this, but I really am. I'm doing really, yeah. really good right now. Uh, awesome. All right. Yeah, um, and so what's the, the, the drill for you? Huh? Same one. Stay, you yeah, know? stay abided, uh, yeah, keep abiding. Same one. Uh, um, just yeah. show up every day. Mm-hmm. And John puts it this way in verse 28 as it closes out the chapter. It says, now little children abide in him so that when he appears, yeah, we may have confidence mm-hmm. and not shrink away from him in shame at his coming. Uh, and boy, what a powerful statement that is as a reminder that Jesus is coming. Yeah. We just wait wonder. until your dad gets home kind of a thing with the way moms used to say to the kids. Yeah. You know what it's like? John says, when he comes, mm-hmm. you don't want, yeah. you want to be confident. You want to be mm-hmm. excited about his appearing. You don't want yes. to shrink away in shame mm-hmm. uh, uh, of his appearance. And I think that 
I think that's the, the desire, hopefully, of our hearts is that we mm-hmm. need confidence. And I love that word yes. confidence because I think yes. that's what we all need right now. All of us can mm-hmm. use a little bit of spiritual confidence right now. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, so let's quit giving ourselves excuses. Yeah. Let's let's quit saying it's too hard. Let's quit mm-hmm. saying it's you know I, I won't be able to do it. Let let's let's stop all the stuff. Let's call it what it is. Let's get honest. Mm-hmm. If we really don't want to do it, let's just say that. Yeah. And let's quit calling ourselves a Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think there was this, the other thing is we, you just touched on it. A lot of people are so afraid to make these giant changes. And, um, we just talked um, at, at church, we're, we're just talking about making these one degree off one degree of a difference. Um, and it's, you know, when you, when it, uh, my husband just gave the illustration of when, you know, when a plane takes off, if he's one degree going in the wrong direction, one degree per mile, by the time he gets to the end, the degree, it's going to be so far away from. Um, and so these tiny degrees, and I think there's a book out right now talk, um, talking about that, uh, that issue that these small changes that can be made, like for my own life, yes, I was reading the Bible, I was praying. So what's one degree of difference that I need to make to improve, to go deeper? And it was, it was I had to look at, okay, I'm not, I'm not reading with a full focus. I need to change just, um, I need to change just one thing and making these degrees of change. So don't think, don't get so overwhelmed with, I can't make all of these changes at once. Start with what you know to do. And it's that if it's, if it's, if you're not reading your Bible, make that change. If you are reading your Bible, look at the, look at what, when you are and look at, are you distracted when you're reading your Bible? Does it, do you need to change where you um, do you need to change where you sit? Uh, you know, for me, it was, I had to, I had to change where I sat. I was, the, the TV was on and I was reading the Bible on the couch. What's that about? Um, and so making these tiny changes, uh, will make a big difference toward that, toward oh. that, um, that abiding. No, absolutely. And I, and I think we just, we just start, I think starting mm-hmm. is sometimes the most difficult yeah. thing to do. Uh, we mm-hmm. can excuse ourselves away from doing the hard thing. Um, and Sometimes it, this is what I've learned in life. Sometimes the ha- thing that I think I dread and I think is going to be so hard mm-hmm. and so difficult mm-hmm. is not nearly as bad as what I thought it was going to be once I did right. it. Right. Yeah. And I think for a lot of us, some of the idea of coming back to Jesus for some of people might just be, oh man, this is going to be terrible. No, it's not. Yeah. Uh, you know, not. or hey, I, I can't imagine this or that or the other. And just beginning to take these just a step and move in the right mm-hmm. direction. Right. And it's not nearly sometimes as hard as you think it is. Um, but there's there's something in all of us that loves to just stay, uh, just to stay where we're at. Stay, yeah. I'll yeah. just stay where I'm at. Not move. I mean, yeah. I'm not horrible. And I'm, you know, I'm <laughs> that not. That complacency. Yeah, I'm not that Yeah, bad. I'm not the worst person I know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so therefore, you know, I'm just going to stay where I'm at. And this is so mm-hmm. much easier than moving forward. And so just encouragement for all of us today, as we study through the book of first John, and we look at the words of John to us that are actually just a a, a reflection of the words that Jesus taught him and, and, and good reminders for us, honest words for us. Look, you know, let's, John says, you're a liar. So, you know, I think we, we, let's get honest with ourselves about where Mm -hmm. we really are at. And yeah. then let's call it what it is. And, and, and if we see, wow, I, whew, I'm a lot and I'm in worse shape than I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, then what do I do now? Well, yeah. Get up, 
show up, get in the word and, and just start walking in obedience and let God meet us there. Uh, because yeah. it is because of who he is. It's because mm-hmm. of what he did, uh, that we are able to take this process and, yes. and become more like him and what we do. Mm-hmm. So, man, this is good, Allie. I'm, I'm excited to get into chapter three and yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, there's so many. Uh, there's so many. Again, reading this, reading this is just reminding us of truths that are that are woven throughout. You know, especially throughout the New Testament. The New Testament, just reading, reading His words and 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 just consuming them, so we can be like that tree planted by the rivers, just rooted deep. Absolutely. So get in First John this week. Get in uh, if you haven't. If you're just joining us, uh, just start reading chapter one and chapter two every day. Uh, that's a great place to start. And uh, as as we're going to kind of continue to walk through this book over the next couple of weeks and just kind of try to devour some of these truths and make sure, let's just do a checkup mm-hmm. and let's just ask ourselves, hey, where am I? And uh, let's get honest and let's make the changes that are needed and watch God do the work that he can do. And then, then we can live in the promises that we've been given. And I really think that that is our, the desire of our hearts. So uh, we will see you next week as we dive in and continue, but uh, have a great week this week. If you have any questions for us, if there's anything we can do to pray for you, don't hesitate to reach out to us uh, via email. We'd love to hear from you. Until next week, we'll see you. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org. And look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.